0: Welcome back to Brevity Box. This is being recorded on December 19th, the year to end all years 2020. Uh back again for episode 9. Feeling good, Brando. Feeling good still. Having Doing a good great.
1: week.
0: Yeah, me too. I um I know we talked earlier but I I think it's cool to be alive at a time where entertainment is able to pull from so much resource material. And and I'm going to go for low hanging fruit because this is the yeah, stuff boy. that's been getting me through. Like, uh, you know, I know we normally end up talking about politics or sports, but the thing that helps me avoid that are shows like Cobra Kai. I have now watched through those two seasons twice now. And I can't help but always feel that they have that the pure joy, really, that they could execute a cohesive storyline that not only re- like sources the original movies, but using those clips as flashbacks as uh, a way to continue a story that you couldn't have seen coming. It just feels, you know, it's supposed to feel 35 years rich. But it's stuff like that. I recently had a real one of those kinds of moments with The Mandalorian. Uh, Second season, season finale. It kind of touches on a little bit of that. And I always get blown away when they can... If you've been around for that original material or maybe you've just watched that original material and they have some homage to a scene just in the way it's shot or, you know, kind of the build-up to that moment being a reflection of that again, previous material that shit has kept me happy in all the craziness that might be too much reality. And I'm, I'm like blown away. I'm glad to be in a good mood because of it. I, I wonder about some things pertaining to our guest today with that same thing in mind, but I'm going to save it. What about you? Have you kind of had the same thing or have you been going from a musical standpoint? Like what's got you going,
1: you know, before we hit record on this, you were giving me crap about being a full on Apple shill, yet you're basically a Disney shill. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's you know what, sustained. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. own uh-huh. I'll own it. I'll own it. I have to. No, I mean I have this uh so fun little back so fun little background about me. I hate Christmas music, and I'm gonna tell you guys exactly why. I think there's a lot of people out there like me that probably uh, played an instrument when they were young, going through elementary, junior high, and high school. We're forced to play pretty much the same Christmas standards every year for a Christmas concert. For a decade. For a solid, yeah, a solid decade. And you just grow to hate them. Somewhere around the sophomore year of high school, my brain just snapped. And every time I hear the song Slay Right Now, I want to punch something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that being said, on my way to the store this morning, I was listening to the radio to a uh, satellite radio, and one of two good original Christmas songs came on that just made me feel good and happy. I'm last Christmas by Wham. Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Not quite as good as Run DMC's "Christmas" and Hollis, but it's wow. a good song. Those
0: are two great picks. I mean, I'm not. I'm an unashamed George Michael fan. That that song still kind of it is. It's been Christmas every time
1: that song comes out, you know it's Christmas. And uh, you can't, and you know the, the the ongoing controversy with "Baby It's Cold Outside," which isn't necessarily a Christmas song. It just gets played around this time of year. I'm a pretty progressive <laughs> guy, but you can't apply <laughs> modern standards to something written during World War II. That's all I'm saying about it. We're moving on. Cancelled. <sighs> yeah, we get coming after you on
0: Twitter. You insensitive prick!
1: Now, so hearing that George Michael song just you know, put me in a good mood, man, you know, and it made me start thinking about kind of. A, and we may have touched on this in an episode past. Just some of the media we're using to get through the year, and I yeah. feel like one of the things. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I might be one of the last people in the world that hasn't seen The Mandalorian. The last two Star Wars movies left a pretty sour taste in my mouth, so I just yeah totally to fair for it. sure. I could spend a solid hour ranting about how much the last sky, the rise of Skywalker sucked, but I won't do that. Uh...
0: And we've talked about it. You know, I, I, I can't, I wouldn't defend those in my opinion. I kind of share some of that opinion, but I think uh, that you're right about entertainment being what gets you through. And I was saying about the Mandalorian in many ways, it's the things about it that are not, like it reminds me more of a Western or it reminds me more of totally different types of telling a story. And I like the way that they've sort of merged those things, right? That's
1: super entertaining for me. So I do have to mention two things that have gotten me through 2020. One of them, I, I think, you know, for some of the listeners out there, they might be a pretty hard sell, but hear me out on this. I know we're all burned out on politics but you really got to sit down and watch Veep. V E E P. Oh, my God. On yeah. HBO. Because yeah. what that show does is, um, it just, it keeps, it doesn't necessarily say Republican or Democrat in six seasons. I'm pretty sure those words are never once uttered. They aren't. But Julia Louis Dreyfus, a national treasure, plays the vice president of the United States and, uh, it's it is, it is one of the funniest and most well-written shows I've. I think it's the funniest show to ever air on television. It might it, be. It is not for the children. And to my understanding, um, several years ago, a bunch of staffers from the Obama administration sat down and said, out of all, uh, out of pretty much all of the oh, dramas the out realistic. there, that I think it's slight, that, that. I believe it slightly edges out the West Wing as the most realistic, which is hilarious and terrifying
0: yeah i mean it is well and it's funny because it it does kind of stand on something that we were talking about as well Is you know it's 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 hard to make politics funny now right because the last
1: season of that show wasn't that good they couldn't couldn't outdo reality (laughs) i know
0: I, i know i know it's true and and like like i said having some ability to to disappear in a rabbit hole of memories of great movies you know it it's what got me out you know other than music and last christmas and the entire george michael catalog that you uh apparently swear by
1: um any movies video will, other than that i know you haven't seen the mandalorian what, I, you, what I, you? i will just say that? one of my favorite uh scenes from veep though is when somebody screwed something up and i forget the context but vice president meyer referred to it as like using a cross on as a dildo he doesn't get the job done and it makes a fucking mess a croissant, a croissant, croissant. <laughs> There's a cute. She overly right? really pronounced it just to make it even funnier. um I've been trying to sit down and watch more movies. Nothing has really stuck out. I finally got around to seeing Joker. Even though I've owned it on digitally for like a year now, it seems. Yeah, and it seems much more relevant and poignant now than it was when it came out. You think it took? I'd
0: like I'd like to watch it again because when I first watched it, I wonder how I'd feel about it. The I guess I've seen it twice. I guess I wonder how I feel about it third time. Kind of g- going where we've been.
1: Interesting, interesting thought on that. I try and uh, you know stick with lots of, I mean now normally I listen to a lot of R and B, soul music, funk, happy music. Uh, but because it is Christmas, and like we've discussed, my views on Christmas music, I have been going through the first four Metallica albums on repeat recently. Uh, it's much, yeah, it, yeah, my, my little holiday tradition. It's between that and the first four Black Sabbath albums.
0: Well, you know, it's, I guess music is, a, makes me think of that. You know, that kind of, there's so many different, like you, you've said, funk brings you joy. Obviously, you're listening to Black Sabbath Metallic brings you joy. For me, I was thinking about that in terms of... I swear uh, to God, if you say Goldfrapp, I'm out of here. (laughs) Uh, Anything under Goldfrapp, Scissor Sisters, uh, D-Light. I could say any of these names. You'd just be blown out of your mind. No, I I was really going for um, what I was alluding to earlier when I was talking about television shows.
1: We're not there yet. We almost are. And then one last thing that I'm really excited about tonight is my favorite trio of people just put out another special on Amazon. Yes, the new Grand Tour special oh. is out. Okay. You know what? I never get tired of those three guys. And How cars. They, and they all of it. They typically refer to themselves, and what they do is uh, the cutting edge of cocking about, which is pretty accurate, I'd say. You I know what, know- man? His, his review of the... uh
0: subaru brz was honestly a huge swing point for me
1: to get one you and i have very similar cars in the fact that if they both had about 40 more horsepower they'd be perfect man i like it
0: i don't want to get caught up on that we could have a different car episode i want to move on from there but
1: i'm just saying that show has impact it can it sold me on something i was trying to decide on and then there's and then there's some people that use different uh genres of media to kind of bring themselves joy and whatnot. Um yes. Some people like your wife, for example, enjoy, you know, informative murder porn on like Annie and whatnot or whatever.
0: Can I take a sec there? I want to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it right back to you, but I got to say, you touched on something that's sensitive to me because I can't, I've never been able to adjust to this. Right. Yeah. Uh I'm sure I've talked about it many times to uh, any listeners out there. My wife is a healthcare professional lot of experience in the ICU and whatnot. And that has desensitized things about what she watches on entertainment. Like she can have chips and dip and watch Dr. G medical examiner. I can't. When she breaks out those, uh, those, those (laughs) like snips, those huge for trees and limbs and starts going at somebody's rib cage. I check out. She's like getting, in there, like just enjoying every morsel, and uh you're right, it brings
1: her total joy. Dude, two nights more ago so than Mac like and comedy. Cheese, and I went down a Doctor Pimple Popper rabbit hole. Ugh, yeah, you told me that's a horror show too. And then there's you know people like our uh, like our guest Kyle, who enjoy watching people get you know massacred and tortured and terrified to uh put a smile on joy his face. and put a smile on his face. Let's go ahead and bring Kyle into the conversation here.
2: Hi, my well, name's Kyle and I hi. hate I hate Christmas music as well.
0: Yes. Did you also play an instrument?
2: I did. Uh, I played it's the drums actually. Thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I played the drums. Not not great, but I did it for a few years in uh, junior high and like the beginning years of high school.
1: Okay, so. okay. So if you were percussion, you'll understand this. I was percussion. the thing that set me over the edge is that part in Slayright right where like the 2 by 4 or whatever thing slaps together.
2: I hate it. I hate yeah, it so much. It, it's it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, no, it's bad.
1: And the last time I had to have an operation was December 2nd, 2015, and the surgeon already had Christmas music on in the OR, and mm. I vaguely remember hearing that song, having it set me off. <laughs> I, I was, I, I was, this, it was a twilight sedation, so I was awake. <laughs> I vaguely remember going on a rant while having my eye operated on about how much I hate <laughs> this fucking song. This is and is I and told her to tell me to shut the hell up so she could do her job. This Has is a, a scene out of a
0: great movie. I'm telling you, I would watch this horror movie. Yeah, you like, a, movie? a
2: Twilight <laughs> Sedation with Christmas music playing in the background. While the the you on? Hate,
0: <laughs> at exactly the moment you hate that song is playing right as you're yeah, just yeah. You're, something going into your eye. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. American Horror Story Season 10. I'm I in. remember she started stitching things up right as I heard the, uh, in Ride. Oh yeah. my um, God. Yep, yep. Ugh.
0: Well, I think a proper introduction, man. Um, Our guest today is a host of one of the shows also on the Ruminations Radio Network, Ruminations of Red Rum. We're going to talk more about that in a second, but proper welcome to the show from Brando and I. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, we want to get a little more into motivations behind what you're doing. You know, I think everybody you mean, you always have your friends and your cohorts listening to your stuff so it's easy for us to say we're fans and whatnot but i think a lot of times people are going to have questions you know who's this dude does he come from why the hell does he get happy when somebody's dying on screen i need to see why that smile looks so sinister and happy at the same time they want to have these answers i think you know this
2: yeah yeah i mean um i'm already dead inside so the fact when i I see somebody dying on screen. It just, you know, I just relate, you know, it just, it is what it is.
0: You're just lonely and looking for company and there's going to be some soon. Is that what you're telling yourself? (laughs) I
2: couldn't have put it better myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, is, is it kind of what we were catching on there as far as what entertainment's getting you through? I know a lot of times when we're chatting inside our own discord, you know, we're constantly talking about different forms of media and entertainment. I think games is a mainstay for all of us here, but is there, it's it's an argument starter. Yes. Yeah, definitely an argument starter, but in terms of like movies, television shows, man, is it strictly a appetite of, of horror movies that's getting you through?
2: Actually quite the opposite. Um, I've been watching horror movies through the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, but uh, um, it's been mostly games. Uh, I haven't, you know, like a lot of people, I haven't been able to hang out with my friends and whatnot. And, you know, like person to person so um hanging out on games and being able to talk and chat and bullshit and kind of have my attention on a game while having a conversation with them has been something that's helped me get through um horror movies i've been watching them don't get me wrong uh i've been uh, watching them for the cast and also just in leisure uh i've seen some pretty good ones this year uh i've been catching up on the mandalorian i just started season two so i'm not at the end yet i heard it's like a 10 out of 10 banger the, the season finale
0: it's you know yeah i mean look i listening to your show i know that you'll dig you'll instantly see references to other material in droves and the way it's orchestrated is is where i was just satisfied right it's like having the perfect hamburger everything is perfect on it even the most the things you don't even pay attention to the pickles right it's like yeah. everything's perfect about that scene and it was uh it was just very satisfying all around. The show's good, but, uh, you know, super satisfying all around. Can, can we you talk uh, about
2: Star Wars actually wait, for just a second? Let's yeah. Do let's do it, man. Also a, it back, but...
1: also, a perfect hamburger does not have pickles on it, you fucking savage.
2: <laughs> it can go <laughs> both ways. It can go both ways. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, um, so I actually, I know this is going to get me a lot of shit, but I actually oh, like the prequel movies <laughs> okay uh, it's okay we're young I, know, I get it i know i know i know um episode one is kind of garbage i'll give it that uh but it it sets kind of a foundation that i actually dug throughout the rest of them um that being said uh empire strikes back is my favorite i know it's a yeah. cliche answer but i mean it is what it is it's a good it's movie not a
1: cliche if it's the right answer yeah right.
2: It, it is what it is um I enjoyed Rogue One. Uh, yeah, I liked Rogue One a lot. Great movie. I don't right. know the the new trilogy. Uh, the new trilogy just burnt me out so bad that even getting into the Mandalorian was like I was like Top. kind of like I like I was having this like mental like conflict where I was like it's Star Wars I gotta watch it but at the same time I'm like I don't want to I'm burnt out so like I kind of forced myself to watch season one. I, I enjoyed it very much not as much as people have enjoyed it, but I do like it. Um, season two I'll is agree good so far. I've only seen two episodes. No, I
0: think you're right about season one. I think, I think a lot of people were, were super hype about it. And, and a lot of that I think is that it was focused on something that looked like Bubba Fett, right? Looked like just say Bubba Fett. Fett? That,
1: huh? Fett, Bubba right. Fett. Yeah. I was like, I'm in the South, man. Everything's Bubba here. <laughs> So is Boba Fett a Mandalorian with Confederate battle flags on his armor, and has a million shrimp recipes? Yes, excellent. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I really, I did, I didn't.
0: I think uh, the thing that got me about the first season was that it felt more familiar to me from the original release trilogy, four, five, and six, like that. Those those two feel felt more paired than the prequel trilogy and. 4, 5, and 6. I won't even go into the most recent one. Oh, um, yeah. And I, I think uh, I agree with you on the sense that the first time I went and saw that movie, like I remember being in line on release day for Phantom Menace. And
2: Yeah, me too. If it I were,
0: know. like, the Darth Maul bit at the end, I was all over that. But the rest of the movie, I was upset just because oh. I didn't think it fit. Right? I didn't know how to understand it. It was c with the lightsabers. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, you could say that about a lot of them, right? So, but uh, going back and rewatching them, I li- I have liked them more. Mm-hmm. I, I get them more in the context of the story. But I think, in a weird way, and we're getting way off tangent here, but in a weird way, I felt like sit making myself sit down and watch some of Clone Wars and and Rebels, and that for some reason made the prequels more enjoyable even further than I expected.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean. I, Uh, met meeting out that uh, environment and the world around it. I think that was the thing. I I had come to build this universe based on A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which seemed really grungy and everything. And then the leap, which makes total sense, right? But the leap into this pristine sort of environments of the first, of the prequel trilogy, that is. I think that's sort of threw a lot of people off for a loop. Me too.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, it's Definitely a trilogy that had its up and downs with like me liking it. Like when it first came out, I was standing in line, loved it. Uh, and then I went through a, you know, that weird hump where I was like, you know what? But is it like, does not did it need to ha- happen? Did it need to be made? Like, is it yeah. worth it? And then I think the more I watched it too, the more it kind of grew on me. So,
0: Well, and it's such a cultural, I mean, it, it blows me away how, deep that that entire universe is across the planet Mm -hmm. everything is is so everybody knows star wars everybody knows darth vader i mean you could go to the czech republic and wear a darth vader mask at some point Mm your people are going to recognize the character and know what it is i mean that's that that's it that's actually an interesting segue do you think i'm going to go back to horror for a second what's the what's the famous Horror character that you think would be recognized worldwide is it Jason.
2: It's it's got to be Jason. Yeah, got to be Jason. Yeah, Jason, be Jason is the
0: Darth Vader of horror.
1: I think yeah. so. <laughs> actually, yeah, 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 I actually actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: no, I, yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously way heavy hitters, um arguably when it comes to like the horror game, but as like a universal standpoint, like it's got to be Jason.
1: Wow. Okay. So and he's boring too. So it it all works out. It makes sense. jason in space.
2: It's true. It's true. <laughs> With Coolio, I think. <laughs> Wait, was that, was that uh, Jason Goes to New York? It's something like that. It's something like... No, jason, jason X. He was in space. Oh, you're right. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about um, Coolio still. I thought he... Was he in Jason X?
1: Coolio was in one of those weird movies. That that might have been the Dracula in space one I'm thinking of.
2: Oh, Okay
0: okay <laughs> okay yes but that, that is a real thing I see where you've gotten those confused
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: hey, so, hey they,
1: they all can't be event horizon okay never, oh man n- never I, seen I, it
2: I, what I never, wow. never seen it yeah
0: oh, like, oh wow I we'll talk about, we got to talk about event horizon in a second i i have a question though about where this horror movie fix started like is it what, I mean, I guess I want to know what was the first movie in your memory that scared you into this deep affection for it? Like what made you an appreciator of it? And did you get scared? or was it more like you discovered you were a psychopath at 6 when you watched an entire like a nightmare on elm
2: street and laughed the entire time was that like, you're like I love this I'm like sitting there clapping all happy like <laughs> <laughs> right
1: exactly. more, more 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 um
2: i mean i won't go into a huge huge backstory or anything but uh it started young. I uh, The first movie I remember being like really scared is Candyman. yeah, Can good one. Yeah, yeah that, that, uh, that's one of my wow. earliest memories is Candyman, and that freaked me out as a kid.
0: I forgot about that movie, and you're right. It's scary.
2: Yeah, and now uh, Jordan Peele is making a remake, apparently. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Man, I did, I did I hear not. about that.
1: That's I, amazing, I, though. I if like it. it. Was, if it was anybody else behind it, I think it was a stupid idea. And Jordan Peele, I trust.
2: Yeah, no, me too. Um, so Candyman, for sure. Um, also, there was a movie adaptation of Stephen King's Thinner. Oh, and, yeah. I,
0: that movie freaked me out. I liked that
1: one a lot.
2: Yeah, because as a kid, like the imagery of him just like slowly turning from like this big dude into like this like skeleton almost. But when, way- when in
1: America, it's the other way around.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you it's it's not a lie that sometimes I've looked at my uh overweight ass in the mirror and pointed at the mirror and gone thinner. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't I don't have the magic. I can't make it happen.
1: I'll tell you which one really got me as a kid and I think Charlie we've talked about this before. Uh the serpent in the rainbow freaked me out. Yeah, serpent in the rainbow really got
0: me crazy voodoo zones on a different yeah i mean look i think the thing about movies like serpent in the rainbow um thrillers more of the uh terror i guess silence of the lambs mm-hmm. and dinner well, touches on that you know that there's this there's this odd there's this psychological element as opposed to uh the the sort of op- obvious fears of a giant man with a hockey mask and a giant Machete stalking you and killing all your friends. I mean, those movies got into your head in a totally different way. And in Thinner, I mean, he starts off as sort of a grotesque
1: beast, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's not that bad, but I mean, he is a bigger dude. But by standards of that
1: era, yeah, he was a pretty big dude. Yeah. Things are different now.
0: At least that's what I think they were going for. I'm not so much describing every person on the planet. I'm just saying, like, in that moment, they're clearly. Going for making an impression, kind of like, look, I thought uh, going on the whole like you can answer this better than I can is a movie like seven. Is that considered. Thriller, terror, horror, like what category would you place that under? Because that movie, uh, I still hold it up as one of my favorite films of all time, but truly screws with me. And and get, sends me chills, you know what I mean? And it's got an entire message, spoiler alert, right? We can talk about that by now, I think. But would you classify that as a traditional horror movie or do yours, your categorizing of horror have to do with like a, a main
2: villain? So first I want to start out by saying I've never seen Seven god damn and hear me out hear me out there is <laughs> there is a few trust me i watch movies from every age okay i okay. remember going to the theater and seeing seven in the theater and almost sneaking in right because i wasn't old enough like yeah i know the impact the movie has i know it's a great movie i haven't seen it sure um i would say that um i definitely won't spoil it then yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, I, didn't yeah, think I you It's fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, was I, think,
0: to. I was about to. I was gonna start talking about stuff right now.
2: I think the statute limitation is is over, but
0: uh, not yet. See, I got to see that one. Sorry, go ahead, please.
2: I think, like, to me, okay. So, what horror movies, like the horror movies that scare me, and the horror movies that, like, I'm just more interested in, are two different things, like. Okay. i'm into slashers i like mm-hmm. slashers a lot i like you know michael myers i like jason i right. would even say Freddy's kind of a slasher um but they don't scare me i just enjoy them i think they're fun like i think that oh, like, that's fair. yeah like i think a single unstoppable force that like the you know the team has to overcome to take down the david and goliath kind of theme like i like that in horror
0: um well, that's it's, sort of what's brilliant about Scream, right? I mean, embracing that 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 joy ride of it, as opposed to everything being approached in a serious manner. I know it wasn't the first to do it, but it might be the most famous, right?
2: It was the first to do a lot of stuff, including just to make fun of the genre on its own. But like that movie is so well done, it And is. Anybody that tells you that they knew that there was two killers before the reveal oh, is fine. lying to you. Have to be. Yeah. I don't buy that. I don't buy anybody knowing that. Yeah, they're straight up lying to you. Because I've heard people be like, oh yeah, I totally guess it was two killers. I was like, you're full of shit.
1: <laughs> I mean, I figured out Saw easily before the ending, even ha- ha- more than halfway through. Did you?
2: Yeah. That's interesting. So what, what, uh, yeah, what gave it away? What gave it away for you?
1: My love of the show 24.
2: <laughs> Jack Bauer.
1: So <laughs> basically, I mean, you heard Jigsaw's voice and Tobin Bell has a very unique voice and i believe you hear jigsaw before you see tobin bell laying on that stretcher yeah and he was the bad guy in season two so it's like oh shit i know that voice there he is oh okay well shit
2: wow that's just some great like observation skills though yeah
1: yeah yeah It, it, it did it did not uh make the impact of the ending any any less incredible though
2: God, yeah that the, the ending of that movie still gives me shivers, man, or like chills, like in a good way. Like it just it's so epic. Yeah, like it, like the twist and the theme, like that theme. Like we're talking about horror themes. It's like almost like it's so
1: good. They should have left it alone and moved on, and not made like nineteen sequels. I would have been so okay with that.
2: Yeah, I would have been so okay with that. But I did just actually purchase. Oh, sorry. No, no,
0: please, no, Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I did purchase uh the collection, the slot collection of, like, eight or nine movies or whatever it is. And I know that 80% of them are probably going to be, like, absolute garbage, but I'm going to go on the adventure. so Because I haven't seen – like, I've only seen the first, like, three.
1: See, I don't mind yeah. having – look, look, full disclosure, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> now. Charlie's <laughs> wife, when we were all living together, loved sub- subjecting me to them. I think one Halloween we might have watched all three Insidious movies back to back.
0: That's right, we did. um That sounds like a good night.
1: There was a, like a yeah, it's a oh, that first movie is so good until they show the monster's face. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, and even even though the demon was really cheesy beginning to end, that's still a fantastic movie. I agree. But, but uh. She's oh, Brooke, okay. my, my, she really, my wife really likes anything that has to do with
0: oh, okay. uh, like the the um, otherworldly, right? It's the, either gonna be uh, or, or 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 apparition, you know, things about uh, that element is is uh, kind of a return go to, you know, something uh, whether it what was um, I'm trying to think of the name of that movie that broke the mold. Because it was all almost documentary style. It wasn't Blair Witch. Oh, project. paranormal activity it was, it was paranormal. Yeah, activity.
2: paranormal activity. Yeah.
0: So you know that that I think is is I remember that movie being when it first came out. It was one of those that she we both fell over for. But that's you know anything that has to do with that something being uh, taken over, haunted, possessed. That's her bag.
1: It's I think so my, I my my bag are the things that could actually happen. Silence of the Lambs. Um, the Strangers. Fun, uh, funny funny Games messed me up.
2: I love um, Funny Games. I love yeah. that
1: movie. That was great. Um, the, the I where, think... I, where I was going originally with this, sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, again, just me being a little bitch, is oftentimes I kind of want to know what happened, goes down in a horror movie, but I don't want to subject myself to it. <laughs> so I love it. So it's why I enjoy things like Ruminations of Red Rum, and there's a YouTube channel called Dead Meat. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy's that guy's great little cheese little cheesy but i mean i'm not gonna sit there and watch all the saw movies but if i kind of want to know what happened i'll take an hour blow through all of these and now i have an idea
2: i respect that yeah yeah i mean there's a there's plenty of things that i uh like whether it be uh playing like a very like there's a bunch of let's plays for example if you're in oh, video yeah. games yeah. of like the dark souls games and the bloodborne games oh, and, all yeah. that. and i'm like, oh, dude. My- I fucking love the way Bloodborne looks, but I'm terrible at it. (laughs) And I'm like, I really want to see what the end looks like. Yeah, so like I watch these guys play because I know that I can never do it. Like I cannot do it. I've tried multiple times and I just can't.
1: Have you ever watched a play of someone doing like Oculus Rift horror? Oh man,
2: I've actually done
1: some. uh... seems like a terrible idea.
2: Okay, so I played all of Resident Evil 7 in PlayStation VR. And it was like a horror person's dream. Like, I was in yeah, the I've house. I was in the world. It was. It was I watched amazing. some of those videos. Yeah.
0: I can I mean, the adrenaline pump on that must have been insane.
2: Oh, dude, it was so cool. There were some points where I had to pause it and, like, take off the thing and be like, okay, that was fucking <laughs> terrifying. <How laughs> I, I checked myself. On. Let me go poop <laughs> real quick. <laughs> dude, I,
0: I completely feel you on Dark Souls. Uh, Two things I got to tell you that are, are just, you said Dark Souls, now we got to talk about a game. Okay, so for the people That's listening, fine. just so you know, Dark Souls is sort of a, uh, in in any gaming community, even if people have not played Dark Souls, they know that it is a cruel game and that if you play it, and especially if you beat it, you hate yourself a little bit. Because you gotta it get is torture screen. to get through. Right. And so Brando introduced me to Dark Souls. In the most cruel Dark Souls way, he told me a direction to go, and
1: I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And then it was, it was uh, Dark Souls 2. No, and it Dark was Soul- where, okay, I, there, there's two particular situations. You talk about the Dark Souls 2 one. Well, l- let me set this up no I'm not gonna really, go too
0: deep into it because I, I wanted were, to say he, were, he put me in a
1: situation where this I story, was gonna. This, get this, my This is worse. I got my ass brutalized, and he thought it was the funniest shit ever, which you got to do if you're a Dark Souls fan, introducing somebody. He was was playing it out in the living room. I was in my bedroom (laughs) playing it. I just shut it off. You know, I I opened up a chest, got ate by a mimic, and thought, okay, that's it. That's enough for the night. No big deal. There was a save point like two minutes prior. No biggie. So I walk out to get something to eat, and he's sitting there with his headphones on, playing it in the exact, literally the exact same area. And he just had gotten done with that save point. I'm like, hey man, don't miss this treasure chest. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was so pissed, man. That's cold-blooded.
2: It was, was true.
1: One incident where I gave him some solid advice. He thought it was a lie because he got his ass kicked, and I then did. he left me. An infamous voicemail. Epic voicemail. Epic voicemail. I was
2: so furious. I was like, how could you fucking do that?" blah, blah? I was going Honestly, on. Honestly, Brando, I would have done the same thing. So, cool.
1: It's not my fault that you sucked at Dark
0: Souls 1. Yeah. And, dude, it, the best motivation ever, because since then I've been that annoying gamer who's beaten every one of them several times over.
1: I, I love well, man, the PlayStation 5 for Demon Souls Remastered. I
2: know it looks so good. It does. It looks gorgeous. I know we're going off on a tangent, but just okay. for the record, I uh, Sekiro. I want to play it. that so bad because I'm a huge Tenchu fan, and it just it just reminds yeah. me of Tenchu so much.
0: Spot on. Spot on. Sekiro is. I uh forget it. I suck oh, well, for, at for, it. yeah. That's why I put it down and walked all, away. All thousands of my subscriber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, you know, Sekiro is a game that's basically in the same uh, vein as dark souls dark souls is more of like a medieval uh dark twisted game as is implied by the title and then Sekiro is a uh you know ancient Japan version of that same sort of approach and man you're right it is so if you hadn't played any of the dark souls games uh I think it's even harder like I think those are all training skill set for getting into that game at all
1: yeah, there, there are some actual horror games I do want to touch on because, like the movies, I'm typically too much of a wuss for the games as well. Even though I've tried a few, uh, mm-hmm. I bought Outlast when it was like five bucks mm-hmm. on the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got about yeah. five minutes into that, then nope the hell out.
2: Yeah, that gets um, scary because, uh, like, what's you, the plot you, of
1: that kind of I forget the plot of Outlast.
2: Uh, it's basically like it starts out that don't you're go uh,
1: into insane asylums that are quasi-abandoned. There.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're like a reporter that goes to investigate like some uh shady shit that's going on in like an asylum. But like the way the game mechanics work is like you can't fight anybody. Like you have no weapons. You have to literally hide and run. It sounds boring on paper, yeah, but it's, it's so actually fun. yeah. And, and like you could only because there's a lot of like parts of the the game that are in like absolute darkness, and the only way that you could see is like Blair Witch style if you hold your camera up. And use the night vision. And oh, so man. it gets a little, it gets a little spooky. It's a little I spooky. like
0: that. That sounds like the last scene of Silence of the Lambs too. They to kind of get into that. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. That, what it that's is. a
2: good, That's actually a perfect, yeah, a perfect example.
1: I even saw awesome. the Fatal Frame games once and, nope, oh. didn't do that. The Fatal Frame games are cool. All right,
0: so <laughs> I'm going to touch on, on Dark Souls one more time because right, I think right. this is funny. And then I got a question back to horror movies. Um, so one last thing, and this is Brando's brilliant idea. At one point we're playing dark, or I'm playing dark souls through and he's sort of just, I chilling, retired by video games at that point. And, uh, and I'm killing it, but he starts this, I don't know if it's a bet or what, but he was like, every time you die, you have to do 10 pushups.
1: It was when you bought dark souls three and I just threw down the challenge.
0: Man, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. I
1: lost over 20 pounds <laughs> he also Pro played a lot of that game like a little bitch just to avoid doing it. <laughs> avoid not, right. Tactical, tactical. Okay. Invisible oh, and running God. by enemies is not tactical. It's being a, it's, it's it's wussing out. I was sore. 150 push-ups. I was <laughs> done. Of I need to be body the option of 25 bodyweight
2: substitute see you're glad you should be glad i should say that you, i wasn't your roommate at the time because i would have been like all right every time you die you got to take a shot
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah I, I, I should I, I have made, I made, a 20, I I made a 20 push-ups if gravity is what killed you <laughs> oh. <laughs> i did fall off a lot of shit
0: that's 100 percent true mm-hmm. so okay let's get back on course i guess <laughs> we can go about games for hours um you were talking about the first movie that scared you was Candyman.
2: How old were you? Um, So you know how you have those memories that you probably shouldn't have because you were too young to have them, but for some reason like they're there and you don't know if they're real or not, but you think they are. Cause like, you were too young to have them. I digress. Sounds like so, a horror movie. My <laughs> dream. <drug repair, right? laughs> I movies for me. Anyway, um, I must have been probably like I have a memory of watching it in the living room with my sisters, and we all had like you didn't do that thing where you like make the bed in the living room, and you kind of just like yeah, 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 yeah. So we were doing that, and um, me and my sisters, I, I, dude, I must have been maybe six okay. six or seven six
0: or seven that's a yeah. good six or seven you and from that point on are you just trying to recreate that anytime you see scary movie like we're like did you just seek them out from that point or did it take a few years before you got through and this is in california right you grew up in cali
2: yeah so i grew up in cali and uh my dad was really into horror movies and nerdy shit and like books and games and like he did it all. Um cool. and uh he used to show me or like show me he used, like we used to watch movies together that was probably way out of my uh age range at the time.
0: Oh you're but, right. um, horror <laughs> movies, <laughs> Man, Twilight Zone, things like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um he passed away when I was really young. And so my theory I never got to ask him this, but my theory is that like he was trying to fit in as much of the stuff he liked with me before he knew he was gone. Oh man, yeah. So, so, so I'm not trying to get deep or anything. I'm just, I'm oh, just it's being great. honest. Yeah,
0: that no, sounds great.
2: And uh, so like he used to like uh, I talked about this on Mitch's Cast as well. Um, it's not necessarily a horror movie, but there's this movie called of uh, Virtuosity I've with awesome. Wow. I remember that one okay okay so you guys know what i'm talking about it's like uh denzel washington yeah and uh but anyway yeah yeah exactly uh i remember watching that with him that that movie freaked me out as a kid like he used to show me shit that he shouldn't have shown me is basically what i'm getting to on, uh,
0: on on a you got a jump start on your conceptualization man
2: yeah yeah so um he passed and then eventually like on my summers, my mom would work two jobs and she worked next to this video store. So I'd always skate down to go see her. And I would go into the video store and start. Like, I just, I don't know why I gravitated toward Taurus, probably because he watched those with me. But right. the interest I, is there already. Yeah. So I started with A and just alphabetically just went through every movie I could find. Wow. Yeah.
0: Damn, man. Okay, you said skate, board or blades? Oh,
2: I mean, I did both for a time, but definitely board.
0: All right. Okay. We're good. I I, have, yeah. I did both for a time, but the one I think I remember the most is my skateboard, my several yeah. skateboards. Yeah. I remember getting around town like that. I relate to that, man. You know, mom being, uh, overworked and making everything fly on their own. I definitely had same, the same kind of experience where I would go to the video store and just go through uh section by section, just try and I I'm a big lover of that kind of any movie for the most part. So I would go through a video store the same way. Yeah. And find things that I like and some horror. I mean, some horror, I mean, there is just the, the stuff that scared me, like for some reason, I remember watching Prince of darkness at Good one. I think 12 or 13 and that movie freaked me out.
2: That's a great movie.
0: You know, that, that movie freaked me out. I remember uh, like we were saying earlier, serpent in the rainbow, that it's those, those ones that really get in your head. And, and to some extent, my, my whole sales pitch for watching seven is it, it is a trifecta of things that screw with your brain. In a way that most movies don't accomplish, and it's also in its own twisted way, social commentary. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's dark and perfectly acted. I'm not so not even so much because of Brad Pitt, although he was good, but Morgan Freeman's voice in a thriller, like brutal murder-based sort of detective movie, was perfect. Like, perfect. So, you know, watch it. I don't want to ruin it. You got to watch it sometime and then we'll talk about it again. I'd love to see what you thought about
1: it. I just realized that all three of us grew up with overworked moms with walking access to a video store. (laughs) Yeah. Mine yeah. Mine was Video Quest on Prince and Fairview.
2: Mine, I don't remember the name of it. It was like a really hole in the wall, non like... Franchise plays yeah, like, the, 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 They were letting 9 year olds rent Rated horror movies So like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, was, like it wasn't yeah. like an official establishment Or anything but, no, no, You're 100% right on I remember mine was yeah. called Doctor Video
0: yeah, And it, it had a like, like, horrible <laughs> Commercial that would be on Saturday mornings Where somebody like filled in the store and the guy's laying on the ground he's like doctor doctor help me i need something i'm in a bad mood and he goes i suggest two comedies and call me in the morning and had that reflector thing on his head it was awful
1: that's why i would i would go there for the same reason man they would rent me the movies i wanted to watch my dude, mom had this <laughs> near video quest and she just said the owner yeah let him get what he wants
2: it's great yeah dude but those like that old school mentality is so Oh my god, I miss it so much. Like just that corniness and that stupidness. Like, I fucking miss that, man.
0: It make for some reason it makes me think of uh, Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman and in... what is the name of this movie? Kiefer Sutherland, Vampire. Lost.
2: Oh, Lost Boys. That movie, makes me, movie I haven't seen actually. Uh, you know, man, cult classic. I can't say it's scary. Mitch hates me for not seeing it, but. Well, he can hate <laughs> me, He can't it. It. <laughs> it. It's one... Okay, okay. Yeah, like, it's one that just passed me by. I don't know. I just never watched it. Yeah, it's one of those that's, a, like,
0: more of the, what you were describing earlier. That's a movie where I have a lot of fun watching it. You know, it, it sort of reminds me of an, everything in the 80s. It's such an 80s. Oh, that's great. And it, that's what's fun about it all yeah. the way through. It's not really... Um, I don't think there's anything about that movie that scares you, you know. But it's just it's such an '80s flick, a lot, a lot of like Karate Kid or anything from the '80s. Where if you watch it, you kind of got everything about the '80s you needed to know, from the clothes to the
2: music to the stories. It's all it, the same kind of stuff. It just it just tugs on your nostalgia heartstrings. Just on that note, though, I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, and Ooh. I love the Karate Kid. Like I love. I even like the one with what's her face.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I Three, no. I think it
2: is, right? Hillary's Is it four? Yeah, yes. it's the four.
1: Fourth one. Wait, no, what it story? three. It was, the it was the third.
2: Okay. I thought it was, no, the third. it was the fourth.
0: It was the fourth one. No, the four. third one was when the Terry Vietnam Silver. buddy yeah. comes back to rebirth Cobra Kai.
2: Dude, I don't think I've ever seen three. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not. I've seen
2: much. one, two, and I've seen the, the fourth one, apparently. I, I thought the fourth one was three, so. It probably would have
0: been better if it was. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. So you're you're another, like we were saying, you grew up in Cali. You came mm-hmm. to Tucson. How old were you when you went to Tucson?
2: Uh, so I moved to Tucson when I was 19. So pretty early, and you've been there since? I've been here since, yeah.
0: So you kind of, you know, I live in New Orleans currently, but I moved to Tucson, you know, in stayed there for almost 18 19 years but as a transplant i sort of immediately fell in love with it you know know, my wife's from there and had to get out needed to live somewhere with rain and everything else and we've begun for uh almost three years or a little over three years and she's ready to come back you know i think if it fits you love it is is it something that just kind of you felt like you feel like you're stuck or do you love tucson like every like mitch loves tucson i'm the
2: same way uh i definitely don't feel stuck um would i want to move away someday and experience something new sure but i mean when i moved to Cal- or when i moved from california to arizona it was i mean i was 18 at the time and i was trying to live like on my own in like the socal los angeles area and it was like pretty hard when you're 18 yeah. and like don't have like a a footprint in something Oh, you're and, right, especially in a
0: city like that, you know, something that's that. I, I had the same experience from Dallas-Fort Worth. Area.
2: Yeah, yeah. so um, I tried to stick it out there as long as I could, but it just wasn't happening. So I, um, my parents, my stepdad, and my mom moved out here for his job. So I eventually came out here. Um, then uh, my mom and my sisters and everything, because my sisters moved down as well, they moved back to California, and I stayed here. Uh, because I do enjoy it. I actually like yeah. it here. Um, I I grew up in Cali. Um, Huntington Beach is my stomping grounds. I miss the beach a lot. Uh, but there's this like weird, not even weird. It, it's just like there's this like mellowness to Tucson that I just really, it just, it's comforting,
0: I guess. The best connotation of the word strange. Like yeah. all the way through. Like, you know what I mean? Like just the, the, from the plants to the people to the food everything in the in the greatest way is a little strange compared to what uh I grew up with you know I'm familiar with your stomping grounds I have some family that lives out there it's just different and it's it's one of those rare places where you know I might find a city that's like somewhere in California somewhere in Texas I might find a city like you know you can match certain places that's not easy to do with Tucson mm. right it's a one kind of place and then you're not going to you're not going to find too many that's going to be,
2: have the same feel all the way to the sky,
0: man. We do the same thing when we
2: think about it. I agree. So, like, uh, th- there's this, like, form of isolation here that just is, like, you're isolated, but not. And it's something that's vibed with me ever since.
0: Well, you know, in talking about horror movies and how you get such delight from things, part mm. of me wants to ask the question if, is it, if it's just convenient with so much open space and a desolate area, it's just where you hide the bodies? Are we going to find something? Out about you in Tucson soon.
1: I can confirm or
2: deny that. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you're a Tucsonian and you don't have at least two pre dug -dug holes, you're not doing it right.
2: I mean that's fair, (laughs) but also at the same time, I haven't lived in Tucson as long as I've lived in Cali, so technically I'm still a Cali person. technically. It's about to flip soon, though. It's about to flip.
0: So So let's. I think we've you know we get a good idea. You've been in Tucson for a while. You have this deep. And look, that's really an interesting part. And it answers some part of the motivation about why you chose to make your show focused on, on what you did. And I think we should talk about it a little bit. But I, I really, I think that's uh, a great point to make that, you know, you were introduced to this, something that your your father was passionate about. You said he was into a lot of games and books. And I mean, I can only imagine that the theme is sort of through all of those things right and it was introduced to you from a place of joy so why would you be afraid of it right exactly yeah okay I get that okay so and, and I guess that's an easy answer for you know when when all of us decide to put the time and invest our creativity and in, in collaborating on a, a network with each other and and trying to to make everything fly in, in each show you went with horror movies the love of horror movies and now and the name ruminations of red rum which is awesome i mean if people don't somehow don't get that reference red rum coming from the shining Uh and if you haven't seen the shining you you really you got a lot you got a lot of homework to do basically (laughs) um so you get the show going i mean what by the way congratulations i don't think we've ever had a I want to say, man, we're all a few episodes in, and you're delivering a quality product. I mean, how do you, how did you come up with the format that you decided to go with? Because I mean, you're going into how it was made, the budget, you know, when it, when it was uh, based on a true story. You're looking out to find the true story. Like, it, where did that sort of investigating
2: approach come to looking at these movies? I mean, I've been interested in talking about horror for a long time first i want to just say thanks to mitch because without him i wouldn't be doing this at all with and any of any of yeah us. yeah it's just,
0: thank you mitch mitch has been on the show a couple of times uh yeah we're all happy to be part of the uh you know ruminations radio network tag plug
2: smile. yeah <laughs> 100%. Yeah, go ahead. Thanks, um, yeah thank you mitch uh i i, I don't know i think uh horror movies carry a lot of nostalgia with me so like i have a bit called like uh the time machine uh i didn't do in the latest episode i but... love the time machine yeah yeah so like, Makes me um... feel like oh, fuck see i mean me too but at the same time it's almost like the time machine's like a celebration of your existence right so yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah so it's like i love this movie and i remember watching this movie when it came out but I'm into so many other things outside of horror. What else was I into that year that I just maybe forgot about? Like what music was I listening to? What movies were I watching that that weren't horror? What games were I like, was I playing? Um, Man, that, I really, that's really smart. I like that a lot. I really enjoy doing it too. And, uh, my co-hosts are uh, a little young, a little young. They're uh, in their twenties, but, uh, it's, it's I do want to ask you
0: about this, okay? Yeah, I, I do sure, wanna, sure. I that because I, <laughs> I, not so much about their age, right? But I mean, I know that, well, I'll just ask you now, you know, I know that when it came to, for me, picking a co-host, I wanted to pick somebody who could take me out at the knees when I was sounding like an idiot or going on for too long, two uh-huh. things I had a real propensity to do. And I kind of thought about that. It was an obvious choice for me when you were looking for your co-hosts and you're, you got this idea about the show you're putting together and you know how you're going to approach it from a nostalgia point of view. And I mean, did you have the concept of the the time machine before you ever recorded the first episode or was that something that came to you during your recording? That's my first question.
2: It's something that came to me during not recording. Cause I, I believe I did it in the first episode, but it's something that came to me early on because I'm a huge lover of music. Like I love music and that's where it started. So I was like, you know what? I want to see what music came out that year that saw came out. So I started like looking that up. And then when I was writing out like my, uh, my kind of like, uh, you know, guide, if you will, to the saw episode, I was just listening to music from that year and just kind of vibing. That's Uh, great. Yeah. And I was like, This is kind of cool. So I was like, what else happened this year? So I started looking up pop culture facts. I was like, what else? Like what movies came out this year? And so like it kind of slowly transcended into like this, into what it is, the time machine segment. And I just wanted to cover everything. It reminds
0: me of, I don't know what show that did it, but it would be like uh, they would, you know, February 24th, what happened in history on this day. And they would kind of go through different moments in history. You focus on, the year that that movie came out and everything, I mean, I think that's immersion, right? That's going to pull people into thinking the same thing you intend them to. Where were they? Did they like that song? Oh, I hated that song. I remember I was listening to it on the way to the theater, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's,
2: it's, it's great, man. I like that a lot. Yeah. I hope they get that kind of vibe off it. I mean, I selfishly, I did it for myself, (laughs) but like, I hope hope they get that vibe.
1: It's great content. I think.
2: Well, th- thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like, like I said, selfishly, I kind of just hit it on my own accord. And then I thought that, like, you know, like there's gonna be that one person that listens to this who's like, "Holy shit, I forgot about that song," or "I forgot about that movie," yeah, and then exactly. they go back and watch it, and it's unrelated to horror at all. Like,
0: so but you said you enjoy, you yeah. know, nostalgia. I think that that's you're bringing that experience. And I, I think, you know, I I try to pay attention to any advice I get from any other podcast that I'm listening to or anything like that. And the two things that stand out are a learning on your feet. I think that's a huge part of doing this is that as you're doing it, you're like like, clearly coming up with that and then being able to instill it and run with it, I think is, you know, brilliant in that epiphany, right? Boom, Boom. epiphany. And the other thing is making, doing things that you would like, Right. That's something that I would like if I were watching it. And if, and you know, same thing, like you were saying, you appreciate that and you're just doing it for yourself. But that is something I could connect to. Right. And I think that's instinct. Right. You're developing based on instinct and rooted in what you enjoy yourself. Both of those are good.
2: Those yeah. Are- like I, I almost have more fun uh prepping for the cast than I actually do doing the cast just because of that reason. Like <laughs> not that I love doing the cast, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm um, like like the prepping part is like equally as fun because I have this like mode I get into where I'm just like, All right, let's go back to the year two thousand two or let's go back to nineteen eighty-five or like and I just I dive in. I think it's needed,
0: right? Especially now. I, I think it's a lot of the kind of entertainment i think that's what we're touching on right these are the things that we look for so we don't necessarily have to be forced to digest the reality of outside the door in some senses Mm -hmm. uh for you that's a little unavoidable i mean you're still you know out there dealing with people every day is it is it more of a horror show than the movies that you love or less
2: you're talking about just being out like working like your normal nine to five uh i mean it's it's more of uh, it's a hard thing to answer I would say it's more of like a mental problem with me more than it is like actually I don't I don't know it's, it's a hard question so like, <laughs> I'm sorry man we can pass no I'm not passing shit bro <laughs> I ain't passing shit I'm just right. saying I think that uh, it's not hard for me to grasp what's going on. And it's hard for me to grasp other people's, like, train of thought as how they're dealing with it. But it's taking that step back and trying to see it through their eyes. As long as I'm doing everything I can to, you know, protect myself and the people around me, that's all that matters. So um, it's not hell. It's not a horror show. Um, There's, I mean, we have to live on and people have to get – the place I work at has a lot of necessities. So um, I can't blame people for coming in. Um, right. Honestly, it's the world we live in. It is what it is. I don't think it's a horror show, but I think we're all a little exhausted. That's all I'll say.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's a good, I think it's a, a hopeful and good message. You know, I, I really, yeah. I kind of with you on that. So I don't know. I wanted to touch on that for a second, because I think that that sometimes affects, uh, you know, where you are, kind of how you bring in on a show. I know for me, uh, we've had a couple of times where we start recording and we've just gotten done with a long day in the world, and it sort of comes out that way. Oh, and then we're yeah. like, okay, let's scratch that. We clearly weren't in a happy place, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, you, I'm always really uh, focused on that kind of thing. So, um, but I've, you know, I went way off tangent anyway. You're you building the show. You decide that you need co-host. What what drew you to two? Like you went with a pair. There's a there's mm-hmm. a total three on the show. Um, like what what made you think two, and then why those people? Like what draw drew them into the fray?
2: So, I have a lot of friends in my like close inner circle. That's kind of like you, you, know, you Brando, like the Mitch crew, like sure. that know me extremely well, like extremely well in a lot of different ways, but none of which appreciate like horror like i do um That's fair. these two people that i chose to be my co-hosts i met in Tucson and they just they they see it like i see it
0: and um they get joy from it they sound like they do they, you guys sound like you're on the same wavelength for sure
2: yeah we're all having a blast and um we used to go see like our tradition was Every time a new horror movie came out, good or bad, we would go see it first day. Just support the industry, support the horror genre, let's get more movies made, let's go watch it. doesn't matter if it's good or bad, Like, let's just go see it. And it became a tradition. So we kind of like – my mentality was like I want to like roll that tradition into what we can do now now that we can't all hang out and see each other. And right. um, these two people, they're – Ten years younger than me, <laughs> but What's the name? uh, give them names. Yeah, of course, uh, Georgie and Ian. Uh, Georgie and Ian. is the final girl, and Ian, <laughs> and Ian is the uh, is Ian without an E. Okay. Um, but no, Ayo. they're. <laughs> they're great, and uh, they get they get the genre, and I just have fun talking with them about horror movies, and they're just good people.
0: Am I am I right in in thinking that Ian comes off to me as analytical?
2: Yeah, he also is in that like young state where he thinks he like he thinks he knows everything. So, <laughs> it's just so like, it's like, that can wear off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it'll totally wear off, and you gotta kind of knock him off his cloud occasionally, you know. <laughs> but uh... hey, video game like
1: discussions that. now yeah. make more sense.
2: There you go. Yeah, and then. Yeah, and Georgie, the final girl, she's uh, a little bit more grounded, um, but she she's going to school for like forensic science and stuff, and she's really smart, and she just uh, she has a good head on her shoulders, and she just loves horror, and like we just break shit down, and it's fun. Yeah,
0: she dissects a scene really mm-hmm. well,
2: and she'll recall
0: a theme from from the first scene throughout to the end of the movie. I mean, she, I enjoy the show. Um, So you go with George, you go with Ian. You got your show going now. What do you, have you had those moments other than the time machine? Would you say it's been sort of a, I know it's been like an organic, like I'm, I'm almost like surfing, you know, and feeling out how it's going. Are, Are you having the same experience or do you guys feel like you've already nailed your rhythm and you're just kind of going back to it show to show?
2: No, we haven't nailed the rhythm yet. I think it's getting there. Um, The first couple episodes are really raw. And um, I wish that maybe we didn't touch on a few of those movies just because there's like 28 Days Later is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not that I'm saying that.
1: How do you not start off with The Shining? (laughs)
2: well that's oh. you know that's what i'm talking about i mean i just feel like i like get some b-rated horror under our belt first you know but uh i it's slowly evolving i think it's getting better every episode um we haven't recorded a lot recently because we're all actually in like the retail environment and christmas oh, yeah. and holiday stuff has been crazy um but we're looking to get back to that um i think it stems mostly like the the success I'm um, seeing in the future is going to probably stem from us being more organic and just let it flow rather than planning it out. But well, I, mean, I, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Convenient. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, all I can say is, uh, you know, I listen to your show and I feel like you can, I I, f- I feel like you could present that material to me in, in any way you can, you know, you could dissect the movie in parts, and I would listen to every episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you could do it in one big chunk, and I would still go through. I think the material is so good. The I think you're bound to catch your rhythm sooner, right? You guys seem to all love it. Get along well. Do you when you're in planning? I mean, do you guys just plan in pieces, or do you get on five minutes before I go over it and jump in?
2: Uh, so all like the road mapping is mostly me. Uh, prior to the episode. Uh, we usually jump in, like, maybe a day before, just a time where we have, like, 10 to 15 minutes to kind of hash out, like, maybe things we want to touch on or um, if anybody else has any ideas that, like, I didn't think of or, you know, another co-host. But usually it's me prepping, you know, a couple days prior, and then we kind of just jump in and just talk.
0: I like it. So pretty.
2: Smart. What it, do you it's kind of Wild West. It's kind of Wild West up in here.
0: I like the Wild West. All right. I like it's that term. Like that. What do you – can you give us any hints about your upcoming episodes or what, what we can look forward to uh, movie-wise?
2: So the next one we're doing is kind of uh, – I guarantee you a lot of people aren't going to know it. It's uh, Mexico Barbaro, and it's a Spanish film. Ooh. Like uh, but it's also a um, like an episodic film. So it's kind of like – I don't know if anybody has seen VHS. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Okay. So it's – Basically, a movie with five mini movies in it, each directed by a different person.
0: That's I like, okay. I know what you're talking about. I've seen similar setups an anthology kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, anthologies.
2: It's an anthology. Yeah, so it's it's five little short stories directed by five different directors, and it's um it's a Spanish movie, and it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting.
0: So, so with the, this, isn't your first step outside of your you know you're uh you're sort of normal when people say horror movies they're gonna think of the the major franchises that have come out in say the United States. Mm-hmm. You've done a couple now that are uh, international films foreign films. I think them was was that French
2: Belgian them was French yeah
0: And so you, what where did that happen like it just in your going through the alphabet at the at the video story you happen to come across the international horror section i mean you know what i mean like where did you get the interest or is it just horror in general
2: uh so so them is actually um based so the movie strangers is based off them so um it's a home invasion movie and uh them is supposedly based on real events and The strangers. (laughs) I love that part of that cast, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Yeah, if you listen to it, you'll know. But uh um the 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 strangers is based off that. So um that's where the interest peaked initially because I like the strangers, I like the strangers too more, but we'll talk about that a different time. Um but that's where that came from. As far as um foreign films, Mexico, you know,
0: one that's filmed in Spanish. I mean, I, I didn't know if that was just a a niche that you had kind of found inside horror that you like going back to? You just think, does it push it over the edge of joy with subtitles?
2: No, no, actually, I mean, I I definitely have to be in the mood for like a movie with subtitles, but I mean, what really drew me to that was the fact that it's an anthology film and I love anthology horror movies. And so it doesn't matter the language. If it's a good anthology movie, I want to watch it. Or if it's a bad, I don't give a fuck. If it's a bad anthology movie, I want to watch it. So um, that's what initially drove uh, drove me to that was uh it being anthology.
0: That excites me about the potential of your show because it's not it's not just going for what people know and you breaking down what's familiar. You're literally introducing new material that a lot of people will never have deigned to approach or hear of in the first place. And you're given more than just "Hey, I like it. Let's see it." I think that's, I mean, that's pretty cool, man. And and you clearly enjoy, like you said, "Fuck it." You'll listen to it, you'll watch it, even if it's a bad anthology. I like, I like, I'm the same way. I mean, I like to watch it no
2: matter what. I mean, at worst case, I get to shit on a movie and like laugh at it. You know what I mean? I but
0: Randall, one for that, he's
2: perfect for that. <laughs> but best <laughs> case, I get a real anthology movie. movie, movie. movie. <laughs> All I'm saying is most of
1: those home invasion movies could be solved if more people made friends with Mr. Smith than Mr. Wesson.
2: 100%. <laughs> 100%. No, 100%. I, I actually touched on that in the episode, but...
0: Well, there's a, there's a uh, and I don't know the name of it, so I'm going to butcher it, but there's a YouTube
1: channel that put out a couple of videos about how the military would handle a horror movie. Oh yeah, Black, I think it's Black <laughs> Rifle Coffee Company. Mediocre <laughs> Coffee, good content. <laughs> if you want to be a sponsor (laughs) veterans versus horror movies i think is what it is they got a couple of those now they're pretty
2: funny i'd watch it i'd watch it
1: man i think that
0: is uh that's a great like place to wrap up this description of basically why people should listen to your show man but that it comes from some place in your history i think that's a lot of story people get about it and they you know for those who have uh Listen to brevity box and haven't taken a moment to explore the other content that's out there kyle's show is worth checking out ruminations of red rum uh you can find that on spotify and itunes it's also you can go to the website at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com you can see all of our catalog of shows and uh check out his content it's a lot of exciting stuff to come including foreign films now it's broadening horizons changing lives Kyle, thanks for coming and telling us about who you are on your show, man. I mean, it was fun.
2: I appreciate mm-hmm. you having me, guys. Um, it's been fun. We do well, have so one last we... thing for
0: Kyle, though. But, yeah, we do have something special, man. Oh. So <laughs> go. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So, okay. For a long
0: time, uh, I've been a totally shamelessly uh, repurposing uh, the questionnaire that was used by James Lipton on inside the actor's studio and for, a, for a long time Brando has told me you should just find your own questions make up your own questions let's do something that's not just a direct rip which is you know if you look at those questions a lot of the time that's uh, difficult for me to do I get I overthink it I have problems and this was the first time where it made a lot of sense. And Brando and I started chatting on it. And I can't I can't take uh credit for most of these. He it was just such a no-brainer. So we have made our first original rendition motivated by the Puvo <laughs> specifically for you and the horror genre. That's and that of the show. Okay.
1: Okay. Here so we go. Charlie,
0: do you have some of your
1: own? Or are you just using my eight?
0: I have, I have, I have, I typed them out. It changed a little bit of the wording.
2: I feel like I need to get a beer for this. Oh, you could. You want us to wait? Let's pause for beer yeah, break. Yeah, let me get a beer real quick. Let me get a beer real quick. Beer. Break.
1: You've been listening to the Brevity Box, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great topics, join me. Optimist on the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast for great discussions on all things retrofuture. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com.
2: All right, I'm back.
0: Got All right. Beer in hand. First swig before we okay. get into these questions. Eight questions.
2: Eight. We got eight, eight questions. questions. Okay. Eight
0: questions. I, tried, I tried to get 10, eight but eight I ran, put ran me out on of the the spot,
2: videos. man.
0: Uh, you're gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Uh, I like them. They're good, man. All right. Okay. Now let me let take a Okay. I miss alcohol. We should do beer breaks more often. Okay, first swig is in. We're ready to All go.
2: Right. Yep, let's go. All
0: right. What is your favorite? horror movie some of these are easy Halloween. Oh, Halloween original what is your least favorite
2: horror movie Leprechaun <laughs> Leprechaun or <laughs> Leprechaun or Hood. All the Leprechauns
0: <laughs> Alright what horror movie verse would you like to be stuck in
2: can you elaborate on the question?
0: What, what horror movie would you like to be stuck in? Oh, um, in the universe of that, whatever they're creating, like a Halloween universe, or, you know, nightmare on Elm street's universe. I mean,
2: one, the best part about horror movies is that I get to watch them without being stuck in them, but. Oh, man, that's a hard question. Which one of the, um, of the least? You know what? Fuck it, Blair Witch. Just th- throw me in the middle of the woods.
0: Blair Witch is the one you'd like to be stuck in. Okay, opposite yeah, maps and... easy,
1: easy solution. All right, next <laughs> what question, would you
0: least? What would you least like to be stuck in? What what movie? What horror franchise would you least like to be stuck in?
2: Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: That's yeah, a good one. Right.
1: that's good. That's good
0: answer. Okay, what sound or noise do you find most terrifying?
2: Nails on a chalkboard. Favorite horror movie villain? Michael Myers. Easy one, yeah.
0: Yeah. Least favorite?
2: What's up? Least favorite? Oh, least favorite. Are you going to go leprechaun again? I mean, he's an easy answer. He's an easy answer, so let me think of something else. Um... Mm, Stepfather from Stepfather Three. <laughs> okay, wow. I expect you guys to understand. I just. All right, this, this is what real people will know. This is going
0: to be the most telling. This is a I'm I already gave him mad props for this question. I like this one a lot. All right, if Pennywise from It mm-hmm. was real,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what fear would he use against you?
2: Honestly, uh. The terrible ending to the original movie, where he turns into a spider, that'd be my fear. One big spider or a bunch of little spiders. One big spider. One big spider. <laughs> One big spider. And <laughs> wrapping me up and sucking my yeah, dude, that'd be my. T- that, that, yeah, big spider. It's and scary. that's the true form, apparently. So. That'd
1: be that would, true well, as, as a book reader, it's the closest thing we can comprehend to its true form. I never read the book. It's how, re- how
2: I, accurate it, is that?
1: Aside from basically the ending, where like the sixth graders have this weird gang bang to bring themselves back together, I that. I about that, that yeah. super weird part that was definitely fueled by cocaine. Sure, <laughs> it's actually a fantastic <laughs> book and coming of age story.
2: Okay, 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 okay. And
1: and that's nice. a really fucked up part. So read the book, boys and girls. <laughs> That's uh, a look, even, that even, a King, even Stephen King has admitted in like the last several years that he actually really regrets writing that part. Oh, Could we're not it. done yet. I'm okay. stealing two minutes. I'm
2: still still in two minutes. minutes. Still two minutes. What is your guys' favorite horror movie? Well, so
0: that's kind of why I was at. Well, let's let Brando go first. Okay, uh, being short-winded, Brando, the original Poltergeist. Ooh. yeah,
1: okay, okay, okay. Good
0: Okay. I'm kind of upset with you for taking that one from me. That's a good answer.
1: Thanks for showing me that when I was like six years old, Auntie Sherry. God, you guys have known each other for so long. <laughs> we have known each other for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. 20 years?
1: 20 years, Brenda? Almost.
0: That's yeah, awesome. Almost, almost 20 years, yeah. Um, okay. Go ahead, please.
1: What's yours, Charlie? You're how-
0: yeah. Charlie, what's your you favorite movie? You waiting for me to tell you what my favorite movie is? Yeah. You know, I, that's what I was asking about seven earlier. Um, mm. it, just because there's a, a terror aspect to it, I still think I could have said poltergeist easily.
2: Easily, okay. But, uh,
0: I I would have said I'm gonna say Serpent in the Rainbow is probably the one kind of classic horror movie that uh, it's either got to be that or seven. Those two movies freaked me out pretty good.
2: So just quick note, um, I tried looking up 7 on Amazon when you were talking about it because I was interested. And they don't sell it on DVD or Blu-ray. So I think I might have to uh, rent it somewhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I can imagine why. I mean, there's there's some – like It right? was filmed at a time
1: when nobody was worried about anybody getting triggered. Okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, lot a lot of scenes in there's that. There's some straight up upsetting parts in that movie. Mm, <laughs> there are some mm, upsetting,
0: mm, upsetting mm. parts in that movie that uh, yeah. give give me pause, man. Give me serious pause. Okay. But those are our two answers.
2: least? Well, oh, oh, actually, what is your favorite? Oh, this is the last one. What is your favorite? Like when you think of horror music, horror, horror theme, music. What's the first theme that comes to mind?
0: That's a good-ass question. (laughs) Can I tell you something that's funny, though? Carpenter. Oh, good answer. Yeah,
2: good answer. Great answer, actually. Great answer. That's a great answer, yeah. Fucking great soundtrack, man.
0: Yeah, I I almost... uh, I would say Halloween, but when I started thinking of Halloween's theme, I almost started thinking of Unsolved Mysteries from... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I that was <laughs> I really heard. Yeah. I'm at home alone, but I wanted to watch it. God, it makes that, me terrified of oh the kid, dude. Yeah, it would terrify <laughs> me. That music, yeah, same. But my
1: grandma made me watch that TV show, and it was yeah, it was scary. this like fucking intro, but it did sound like. I never thought of it before. It does have that reminiscent. Dude,
2: I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm that's, so a, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> man, dude, I appreciate you coming on and
1: doing this. This was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you again. I, I have one one last thing we we should touch on here that all three could three of us could give an answer to. No rush, man. Go for it. I'm, I'm really trying to think of Mitch at this point. Media. <laughs> what horror piece of media in the coming in the future are you most looking forward to? Mm,
2: probably Halloween Kills. The next Halloween movie. Uh, so I don't know if people know this, but they, they're they pretty much resetting the timeline, kind of like what they did with the Terminator franchise, hmm. where only the original Halloween is canon now. Like H2O, Halloween – like the 2-3 Season of the Witch, all that shit, none of them are canon anymore, and wow. it's just a Halloween 1, and then the 2018 Halloween – I think it's 2018 – which just came out, that's the sequel, and then now they're releasing two more. With Jamie so Lee back again. With Jamie the Scream Queen herself back again. Yeah, yeah so that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. But yeah.
0: But so you know, it's interesting because that, that might be a better way to end the episode anyway, because it touches on where I started with it. With when, when that kind of any movie that comes out now that's in that same uh the same universe as content that already existed and they pay uh, they can tie that together with a great storyline. I was using Cobra Kai being Karate Kid being the source material, and we're talking about Mandalorian with the Star Wars series being its source material. That was a, that's a good example of how uh, Halloween did it right with that movie too. When when the Scream Queen herself comes back, that movie was great. That was an you know another another example of them sourcing. Uh, the story, the actor from the original content, and it and it going really, really well. That I don't, you know, we're the probably maybe we're the first that, to get to enjoy that kind of thing
2: going on, and it's pretty great. I second that, yeah. It's it's crazy because, like, the original Halloween is great, Halloween 2 is even good, it gets a little rocky. Yeah. And you got this new generation coming, and it's like, you know what? Fuck all that. Let's just make a good sequel to – and, like, let, like, let's finish it also. Like, Chainley Curtis is getting old. They have, like, this – they have this vision that they want to, like, end this. And I'm I'm down for it. Like, I – I still have those other movies if I want to go watch them. Nobody's going to watch fucking Halloween 3 season of the witch. Nobody's going to watch oh, movie. Nobody's going to watch so it. So, yeah. like, fuck it. Just like rewrite it and just go to town. Like it's a new generation. No, I think so. it's
0: I think it's really uh I've enjoyed every anytime they can do it well. It has been a big benefit to the story, to the, just the depth of the whole movie itself. I'm telling you, when you watch Cobra Kai You'll get. Ah,
2: dude, I need to watch it.
0: You'll get it right away, right away.
2: I haven't expressed how much I really like the Karate Kid, so yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, like, I need to watch that show. Like you would
0: enjoy it. the hell out of it, man. Uh, again, this has really been fun. I mean, if I didn't, if I hadn't already started listening, it makes me want to listen to your show. I hope that, I hope that's the effect it has on other people too. You've got a really great uh, program, man. Congratulations on Ruminations of Red Rum. Thanks, dude. Thanks again for joining us, man. We're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap it up here after an amazing continuation and continuation double overtime here, uh, going through different questions and, and just enjoying the
1: company. And, and the I content. just realized the one horror thing I was looking forward to this year apparently sucks. What's like, that? Uh, CBS was gonna do a new uh, The Stand miniseries. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I mean it's CBS. Let I mean.
1: love I, I love the book, but. Yeah. That's a book I've
2: read. I like it too. I like it too, but it's CBS, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. they
0: very. There's a ceiling there, man. Yeah, 100%. there is a ceiling. There is a ceiling. You can't, can't get where you need to go. sometimes with that, you got to push it a little further. I mean, Deadpool's rated R at this point. They can't do the stand right. <laughs> HBO should have, should be the ones doing that.
2: But- God, hundred percent. Yeah, see, that
0: would be the right way. I'm sure. 100%. I'm sure CBS just won the bidding war, and and we'll have to wait ten more years for the stand on HBO. I watch it.
1: All right, we keep going up on hand <laughs> wrap this up.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up. Guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, if if you're interested in other content like ruminations of red rum, please check us out uh, at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com and like and subscribe and all that jazz. Have a good one. Later on. Stay spooky.